Good afternoon. You are listening to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour talk radio show that is being brought to you by the Rockdale County Stepping Up Initiative. You can continue listening to us on the CAT 10 ENT network by downloading the His Hop Radio app. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. gentlemen and once again welcome to the grit and grace recovery hour it's me and tanisha and we really have a treat for you guys today to help you get over the hump on wednesday and we'll also be here on thursday too in case you got a long or a large hump. anyway with that being said tanisha say hi to the people out there radio land Hello, once again, everyone out in Radio Land. We are very grateful to be here. We have some special ladies with us today. So with that being said, we want to introduce not only some people, but we want to introduce a concept because that's what we do. And before we get off to the cosmos, I just want to shout out to our sponsors, a special shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative, who is our parents. Uh, The Stepping Up Initiative is a national initiative designed to reduce the number of people in jails and that have mental health and substance use challenges. Here in Rockdale County, it was adopted by our fearless leader, Commissioner Doreen Williams, and just shout out to her and her insight and her vision, because this, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't be here doing this. Um, She is an ally. She is an ally for us, all the people in recovery. She's an ally for the recovery of systems, the recovery of people, the recovery of families, the recovery of our world. And and with that being said, she's also our boss. (laughs) 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 But we're not under threat or intimidation. We we come here of our own free will and, and we are happy to do it. With that being said, Today, our show is about the recovery community organizations. And for those people out there in Radio Land don't know what a recovery community organization is, it's an independent nonprofit organization led by representatives of the local recovery communities. And we organize recovery-focused policy advocacy activities and we carry out recovery-focused community education and outreach programs. In other words, it's a place where people can come and they can be heard, respected, and connected. It's a place that fuses our communities together. It's a place that where there's no limit as to what can happen. And it's a place where people can receive that unparalleled therapeutic value that comes when you are partnered with people who are on the same path that you've been on. And we all may be at a different place on the path, but we're all headed in the same direction. And that direction is destiny. And today, speaking of destiny, we have three ladies, Tanisha being one of them, because Tanisha happens to be part of our recovery community organization, which is Grit and Grace. Grit and Grace RCO. And we also have Debbie Connor with us, and she is coming to us from Cartersville, Georgia. And we have Kathy Beto with us. And Kathy, where are you coming to us from? <laughs> I, I am coming to you from Walton County. 
Yes. So Kathy is coming from Walton County. Not only are we all persons in recovery, but we all are just have picked up the, the gauntlet, picked up the baton, and we are prepared and, and are doing the best we can to make this miracle that has been given to so freely to us, that miracle of recovery, the miracle of connection, the miracle of support, um, the miracle of knowledge, the miracle, just the miracle that they talk about when you come in the program and they say, don't leave before the miracle happens. Well, we didn't leave and the miracle happened. <laughs> that is so the miracle. <laughs> <laughs> because, and the reason that we are overjoyed is because it's a miracle that we made it to here. <laughs> it is. It's right. a miracle that we made it to here. And that miracle rejuvenates itself on a minute-by-minute, second-by-second, day-by-day basis for us. Uh, I know they say one day at a time, but uh, it, it is, we're, let's just say we are overwhelmed uh, with, with the miracles. Anyway, with that being said, uh, I want to ask you ladies to give everybody out there in, Re in Radio Land your name and the name of your recovery community organization. And we're going to start with you, Kathy. Okay, what a privilege to get to be here today. Thank you for asking me. My name is Kathy Beto, and I'm a person in long-term recovery. And our RCO is Walton Empowers. It is located in Monroe, Georgia. However, we reach out into the surrounding towns of our county. Um, we, um, I don't know how much you want me to tell because I could talk for a long time about this. So I'm just going to just do it with, start with the introduction and I'm going to kind of leave it at that until... Okay, so we, and believe it or not, but well, we're going to be able to try to get all that information out of you before we leave. Uh, and Debbie, uh, what is the name of your recovery community organization? Hey, guys, I also want to thank you for allowing me to be here today. Um, I am Debbie, and I am a person in long-term recovery. And the name of our RCO here in Cartersville or Bartow County is called the Arena RCO, A-R-E-N-A. Okay, that is incredible. And Tanisha, uh, since you were the author of the name, what is the name of your recovery community organization again? Well, we are coming from Rockdale County, which we are nurturing Grit and Grace, a recovery community organization. And it is a privilege to be here with you ladies and to hear more about your RCOs as well. Yes. So I guess before we get to that part, and when we say persons in recovery, and, and just for the clarity for our audience, and shout out to our audience, because it's incredible. The questions are coming in. The support is pouring in. Uh, we have been so supported. Initially, we only did this broadcast on Wednesday but at 12 noon. That's why we called it Hump Day. And then we the, the response was so overwhelming that now we rebroadcast on Thursday at 1 p.m. as well. So just shout out to our, our audience out there. Shout out to Hurricane Maine and, and his hot network. Um, shout out to Cat 10, Category 10 Entertainment. All of these people are integral to us being able to bring this messaging to you on a week-by-week -week basis. With that being said, I want to ask you a question, Debbie. What does recovery mean to you? Because I know that people out there have this, this are labeled under, labor under a misconception that recovery is about what's wrong with us or about some malady or some ailment, but we are in the, the miracle stage. Can you tell us what does recovery mean to you, Deb? 
Well, recovery means to me that every time I look in the mirror, I can see a miracle um, in that I have found recovery and that I can um, wake up every morning looking for another new miracle because of the power of the peace and the strength and the courage to get through being with other people um, that can relate to you, regardless of what that is. You know, recovery community organizations um, encompass all types of addictions. So we get to meet lots of different people, but fundamentally, um, we're all the same. We're all the yes. same. So what recovery, you know, means to me is that I can be a, a good wife, a good mother, a great nana, um, and, <laughs> and, um, and focus on that with all my heart and soul, uh, where before, um, you know, I was just lost and, and now I'm finally found through recovery. Yay. Nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And word on the street is also you are an excellent web designer and, and, and is that uh, true? Well, <laughs> I, I, I might be speaking to a biased person right here. <laughs> I do do that um, for um, a paid living. And, uh, and I really enjoy that because I get to deal with a lot of different people. But, you know, I never would have met you, Bill. So it's been I, great. I know. And so for everybody out there that wants to see an example of Deb's work, you can go to BillCarruthersRecoveryOnFire.com and you will see one of the greatest <laughs> websites you've ever seen. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. proud of that one. I am proud, I must say. And, and she also consulted with us for the, the building of the Stepping Up, Rockdale Stepping Up.com as well. So yeah. your influence and the influence of recovery permeates all of the world around us. And I want to thank you for that. Kathy, could you tell me what does recovery mean to you? Yes, I'd love to. So, you know, for me, my recovery has afforded me a lots of things. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a member of my community. You know, I'm connected in ways that I never thought I could be before. And so it's wrapped around my connections. You know, now I have, I'm, I'm a mother. I'm a mother who can support a son that's just like I am that struggles with the challenges of, of substance misuse. And I can be um, a mother to those uh, children that are not in recovery as well. And I have the opportunity to be a, a community member that can go out and support people in my community. I, I, you know, I go to these various meetings that are not necessarily recovery oriented. And what happens is this miracle happens that these individuals say, hey, did you know? Or, hey, can you share with me what to? Or, hey, I have this family member. And it's an enormous, empowering, emotional gratitude that, that I receive. And, and all of that is wrapped around my recovery. So recovery means that to me and much more. Wow. So I, I would just say mostly it's my connection. Wow. So, and I'm going to thank you for sharing that. And, and word on the street is, Kathy, that you've got a lot of letters that come after your name. And, and <laughs> I, <laughs> so can you kind of tell us professionally what you do and what those letters are that after are after your name and what they mean, what they represent? I absolutely can. So, so I want to just kind of start with what I, my le what letters come from the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network and the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. So these trainings are they look like um, a forensic peer mentor, and that's because I have lived experience and I have the opportunity to support my community members that are coming 
uh, they're in reentry from the corrections department and are trying to get connected back because what happens is so often, you know, people get, re- they do reentry into the communities and they don't have any opportunities because they don't know what that looks like. And they go back to doing the same things that are comfortable to them. And that's where the problems begin. And so we want to give them an extra help to get connected in a community that's not that community, or if it was that community, it's not anymore. Also, I'm trauma-informed care. Um, So what that looks like is I have the experience and the, you know, the opportunity to have learned how to do um, the support for, and and that looks like um, coping skills and uh, more referrals if needed and things like that for um, people that struggle with trauma, because we found that trauma is such a huge part of what keeps people stuck in their active addiction and gets them started in many cases. And people don't realize it until they, they're in it and they need help for it that it's even an issue. They just think that's who I am and that's what I do, but that's not true. I'm an anger management specialist as well. And so what I've learned is anger and, and substance misuse go hand in hand. And as soon as <laughs> you say you learned away, that, Kathy. <laughs> yes, the hard way. That was my lived experience, for real. Um, you know, and I learned that what happens is that, um, you know, when I take one away, the other one pops up. Yeah, yeah. And so if I don't work on all of these things uh, together, then I can't become holistically settled in my recovery. And, and that's what I hope for everyone. So I'm just going to leave it at those. Oh, we're going to leave it at those. <laughs> yeah, because I just wanted the people out there in Radio Land to understand how overqualified you guys really are to be sitting yeah. and how privileged we are to uh, be here with you this evening. You know, and, and for myself, I'm a certified peer specialist for uh, mental health as well. Shout out to the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network which is one of the premier organizations in the United States for the creation of peer workforce and development. I'm also a certified peer specialist for addictive disease and the shout out to the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse, which is also one of the premier organizations in the United States for the creation, facilitation, and ongoing maintenance of the peer workforce of individuals who are partnering with people who have addictive disease challenges, as well as I'm a certified psychiatric rehabilitation practitioner. Uh, Shout out to PRA, uh, because that clinical piece and the the ability to construct programs with that full complement of knowledge, both clinical and recovery, was integral to my professional development. And as Kathy stated, I'm also a forensic peer mentor because that is a a very challenged population that's underserved of people coming out of corrections, coming out of jails. And that kind of segues with the Stepping Up initiative. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. And so as you people out there in Radio Land here, we have, we had to go back 
and not just have lived experience, but to gain some of the clinical experiences, because this is about getting our systems to initiate their recovery process. This is about creating the glue that fuses our systems together because systems serve systems and may not necessarily most effectively serve people. So it, it kind of, we become the glue and, and I mean that literally and figuratively, uh, but for us, it's a privilege because we used to not be the glue. We used to be some other part of it. So with that being said, uh, I just want to thank you guys for sharing that. Shout out to Tanisha because she's trying to get those certifications that we got. And, and so so I, wanna, I guess that's a segue into our next question. Why did you start Walton Empowers, Kathy? Uh, why did you start Walton Empowers? What was your driving motivation for starting that? So this community is where I did most of my personal self-destruction and the destruction of my community. And as a person in recovery, I found that it was it was very necessary for me to begin to give back. And so I started giving back into my community 10 years ago. And I found that there was a need for a place, since there was none in this community, a place for people like us. And I say that uh, really widely open. People that, and when, when I say us, I'm not just talking about those of us who struggle with the substance misuse and need a, a carers like myself, um, an empowerment specialist. But I'm talking about a community that struggles with and, and are challenged with, I want to say. Not even so much struggle. It is a challenge for these individuals, family members. Um, employers, um, people, um, uh, fellow employees, people that are connected to those who, this is a family disease and it, and it ventures out into our communities and that we need something that can venture out into the communities just like the disease does and assist these individuals in any way, I mean, any way that we can, even if it's right down with working with my local CSB, this is something that I do, working with my local CSB to assist individuals in housing or working with my local um, mental health community um, hospital to go in and, and support with dual diagnosis individuals that are, you know, that, that just need additional coaching. And I mean, and it just goes on and on. My, my, yes. I've been trying to wanting to do this thing for a long time. I, one of the best things that has happened um, over the past, I'd say the last five years with me is that I have been able to connect with other RCOs, you know, and like I've gotten a chance to be a part of Grit and Grace. I've gotten yes. a chance to be a part of I Hope and, and Warner Robbins. I've gotten a chance, I'm, a, I'm a, a previous board member for PLR in Athens and Divas Who Win, you know, yes. all about women. I love that piece. And I mean this, and, and hopefully Debbie and, I'll be able to get connected with you. I think that if we are RCOs, we ought to help each other be RCOs. Yes. Yes, that is absolute. And thank you so much for sharing that. And so, Debbie, I want to ask you, what was the driving force? What was your motivation for creating the arena in Bartow? Well, the arena uh, has actually been in the process uh, for quite some time. Our ally, Barbara Hoffman, um, this was her brainchild because she has a son that suffers from 
probably a dual diagnosis, but he's currently incarcerated. And she was like, I see that there's such a need in our community. So um, with the help of the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse, she reached out to them and she says, how can we get something in our community? What can we get? And so they said, you know what? An RCO is the best way to start. So we actually just launched the beginning of uh, January, um, early yes. January, our RCO. Um, we are renting a space in a local church basement. We are hoping to get funding that will allow us to get our own freestanding building so that we can evolve. Um, right now, what we're doing is offering meetings for local folks, um, CMA meetings, HA meetings, AA meetings, NA meetings, all recovery meetings. And we receive a lot of phone calls. Um, right now, of course, we're working with uh, volunteer staff for the RCO itself because, again, we're waiting on funding for yeah. to, to actually hire some <laughs> folks that can do that. So we've had a great outpouring of volunteers that are willing to commit, you know, several hours or, you know, days to covering the, um, the phones at the arena for walk-ins. We get a lot of folks interested in um, detox and rehab. So that has proven to be one of our number one uh, resources that we're still developing within a 100-mile radius of where yeah. we are those people and places where we can send them. And also we want to be able to provide them with the details. You know, is it a free facility? If it's, there's a cost, do they have insurance? A recent um, issue we came up with was, do they accept pregnant women? Um, mm -hmm. So we're, we're interested in, in finding out, you know, things on a daily basis. So we just recently had a 5K run, Run for Recovery, and that was such a great success. Um, for our inaugural run, we had 158 runners. Wow. And uh, we actually made $8,000 on that wow. effort. Nice. So yes. it was wonderful. I guess now is not the time of year where people do these 5Ks. So I think everybody with, you know, everybody with the COVID is stuck in their house and they can't get out. So this was, a, it worked out really great for yeah. us. So. Yes. Wow. That is so incredible. And, and yes, and there are so many, there are so many gaps. There are so many barriers. There are so many holes. And, and you know, people always talk about identify the gaps, but what we've come to understand as persons in recovery and as providers, that when we identify a, a gap or a hole, there are usually people down in it. And, and those people are probably in peril because, you know, people are not designed to live in holes and, and gaps. And all those things. And so I know that, Kathy, you mentioned CSBs. So for all the people out there in Radio Land, uh, you know, we, we know so many acronyms. So, But a CSB is a community service board. And those are, those are organizations that are sanctioned by the state to provide services for people who may or may not have money to be able to receive services. And, and, and you know, um, I think that the RCOs also, I think it's important that I let the people out there in Radio Land know that RCOs are, don't charge. We're, we're providing these services free. And, and, and so that's why it's so important that we are connected with funding, that we're connected with our community partners. So all the people out there that can hear the sound of our voices, 
please understand that what we're trying to do is provide service to the unserved. We're trying to, and, and we're doing it without restriction and without reservation. Uh, and in in a little while, you're going to hear about the amalgamation of different services and the milieus that we're trying to provide. But before we get to that part, I want to ask you, Tanisha, why did you get involved with Grit and Grace? Because yeah, just why did you get involved? What was the driving force for you? Not only giving them a name, but also giving them just sweat equity. I know that you were on the net. You, you developed a national platform that reached thousands of people across the United States um, during Recovery Month. And, and so, Tanisha, what was the, what is your driving force for being part of the Grit and Grace Arsenal? Absolutely. Um, so, my thing was I was in the Rockdale Accountability Courts, and I was just being introduced to recovery when. I received a vision from my higher power that we needed something more and that I needed to do something for other people like me who were out there struggling and didn't know what they were going to do when they came out of accountability courts. And so that's where my my drive came from. Um, and then all of a sudden, here comes this um, contest for a logo for a local RCO. And um, at the time, I was not living in Rockdale County. That's just where I got my charge. And I participated in the lower contest one. And here we are. And then I started volunteering. Now God has me living in Rockdale County, just a part of the community as a whole, and to be able to support my peers throughout their recovery and, you know, just just do service work. And that's that's kind of where my driving force came from with volunteering, you know, we were putting together a symposium, doing the um, recovery month event. And I was passionate about it because I knew there were other people out, out there just like me who had walked that road and who were still walking that road. And we didn't know what we would do after we graduated from a program. Um, we didn't want to get thrown back out to the wolves, as we say, so we needed that support and we really didn't have it in recovery as far as aftercare goes. And we knew we needed that. Um, so that's that's where my passion came from. Yes. And I think you said everything you said was important. But I think what steps out to me is the word aftercare, because so many of uh, so many places have so many different service components that provide program. And then after program, people return to their native habitat. And, and, you know, Tanisha, you said something, you said walking the road. And, and so for some of us, that was literal. <laughs> for some of us, that was literal. And man, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. The road was long and I was tired and my feet were hurting bad. <laughs> so if there's an RCO at the end of the road, please go in one and find out what they got going on, right? We would like to take a moment to acknowledge some of our partners in recovery. We are appreciative partners of the Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network and would like to acknowledge them for providing peers with mental health resources and opportunities to become certified peer specialists in specific domains of their recovery. You can visit their website by going to www. GMHCN.org. 
We are also proud to be in partnership with the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse. They provide multiple recovery resources in the CARES Support Warm Line. You can visit their website by going to gasubstanceabuse.org. One of the things that is in the RCO is information. And, 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 you know, that's something that I so desperately needed because, you know, we always give people the instruction, you know, you need to get yourself together. You're a smart guy. You need to, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be honest with you. I had absolutely no idea what together meant. I had absolutely no idea how to do it. And and I was 50 when I walked into these doors. And it wasn't until I met people who I thought weren't like me, but actually they were. Um, you know, it changed my vision of what heroes are. Because you ladies are my heroes. And, and you know, I would have thought my heroes would be at least nine feet tall and wearing armor. You know what I mean? But I was wrong again. <laughs> So talk about leading the league and being wrong. You know, I didn't know that my, my heroes were going to be considerably shorter, considerably tougher than nine foot people, gender not exclusive. So, you know, I, I'm just so grateful. But I'm going to ask you ladies, what are some of the, the visions or the services or, and I know it's ever evolving, like Deb was talking about, uh, you know, I think the beauty of these things, because they are generating from hearts. They're generated from the very fiber of our beings. They're generated by our souls, by our souls searching to serve. So it doesn't have to start out with a building. We got a building and we're not in it yet. You know what I'm saying? And we got red tape and we got architects and we got all different kinds of stuff and 501c3s and paperwork and all this stuff. But we're, st we're serving people in the interim because we can't wait. The, you know, people can't wait because everybody doesn't make it to their miracle. Everybody's got one, but everybody don't make it to it. You know what I mean? So what are some of the things that you guys do at your RCO that 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 people will be interested in or, or that are designed to help people? And we're going to start with you, Deb. What are some of the things you guys do and some of the things you envision doing in the future? Well, uh, right now, Bill, we, um, like I said, we're doing the meetings and we're a resource for people within the community for um, detox um, locations and, okay. and rehabilitation locations based on their needs and, and their requirements and, and their financial situation. But we intend to be an all-inclusive um, RCO. Mm -hmm. We want to be an intake um, for people that want to detox. And then the next step would be the rehab. And then of course the life's training skills. Um, and, you know, we'd like to have inpatient and um, outpatient offerings as well. Um, and then of course we want to get involved. Uh, we have not gotten in our local jail, but we are um, bound and determined to do that so that we can provide a location for those folks that um, might be interested in, in uh, some support. We want to be able to help find people jobs, get yes. past the, the felony convictions, you know, yes. and because we have really um, found that a lot of people that have really hit their rock bottom and then they're ready to make a change are the best workers out there. Yes, and yes. we will be your biggest advocates. Yes. Um, and that can be the biggest stumbling hurdle for these people coming out of incarceration. That'll give them a purpose. And we want to help people try to find their purpose. 
Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. And Kathy, so the same question for you. What are some of the things that you guys do and some of the things you envision doing? So some of the things that we're doing, we're doing all recovery meetings and we are opening up a, a, an area where we can help people with medication assistant treatment. We are doing recovery check-ins um, Tuesday through Friday and every other Saturday. Um, we're doing a virtual grief and loss. We are supporting people who have lost family members from um, opioid overdose or anything else. We also are we do referrals. We've done a lot of referrals. We work directly with our with Advantage and Viewpoint, which are local CSBs to us, and getting people into treatment. We we um, work with also with them on the you know the homeless that are looking for places to trying to get housing and done quite a bit of that. We have literally just opened our doors, so um, we're like my family came in and did the painting this weekend. You know, one of my very very things that are very very close to my heart. I too, like Tanisha, um, come from accountability court. And so I would love to be connected with the local community court, you know, for accountability, because I think that um, Walton County doesn't have that right now, but they're connected with Newton County. So um, we're, we're working on that. I'm already in with the reentry department for the corrections department. So I'm already doing the reentry work with the reentry department in this community. And another hope that we have for the future is to hopefully do some youth services because my partner, Courtney Wright, is Asa Cares Youth. And so, um, and it's very, very important to her and close to her heart that okay. she begins to help some of the community the, um, members that are in our youth, because, you know, that's where we start, right? And yes. um, we want to give them an opportunity to have a place to be and a place to experience um, recovery uh, because they got plenty of places to experience addiction. Yes. You know? yes. And so the main thing we want to do is eliminate the barriers in our community and give people independence in their recovery and let them choose their own paths. That is such a huge, huge thing. Um, and the and the next uh, meeting that we're going to open is a methamphetamine meeting. Okay. Yes. 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 So thank you so much for sharing that. And likewise, at Grit and Grace, I know that we envision having a music studio. We envision having yoga, all of those job connectivity situations. We're looking at creating a transportation component that can be multi-jurisdictional because it, you know, um, recovery shouldn't have boundaries because addiction doesn't have boundaries. It's like, well, I'm from another county or I'm, a, you know, I live on it, all that stuff, man. Um, addiction does not discriminate and recovery should not discriminate either. So we're looking at transportation. We're obviously looking at having that plethora of, of holistic meetings, you know, because everybody, man, you know, is a poor rat that only has one hole. You know what I mean? And, and so we need to have meetings that meet the needs of people instead of saying, oh, no, we don't do that here. Uh, we also want to have a faith-based component, because I think that's very important. And that has to be very universal so that people can get theirs. So we do have a very large facility. So we'll have a lot of different things going on at one time. I know we're going to have art therapy. I know that we there's this whole movement in our community for healthy eating. And, and so I will not be heading up that class, however. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> however, you'll be able to come out and get some salad sandwiches or whatever that means. Uh, we also want to have a defects component so that people can come and, and, and 
get skills for partnering with their children in their recovery and meet those defects requirements, all of those type of things. Um, like you guys were saying, we want to have that plethora of meetings. And also, we want to have some recreational stuff. Um, you know, we want to be able to to enjoy ourselves because that's, we are not a glum lot, right? And that's what it says in our book. And, and so people need to be able to have a good time. You need to shoot pool or 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 do whatever or play cards or, or whatever that means. People need to be able to enjoy it. And, and you know, people need to have a, it just needs to be a safe place where people can come and you can chill and, and you can just have a conversation with somebody else who's in recovery. Um, Tanisha, is there anything that I missed that we're supposed to have? Because I know you got a chart. <laughs> no, I think you pretty much went went over most of it. Another thing that we're going to have is we're going to have meeting opportunities for other providers and other partners uh, where NAMI can come out and have a setup, where Growing Discovery Ministries can have a spot out there, where people can people need to get connected. And, and we need to get beyond, like I said, man, we need to get beyond the ropes, right? And, and, and we need to be able to cross over the ropes, take the ropes down, take, take the fences down, because those fences for us were electric fences. You know what I mean? And let me out from behind the wall. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I think that was very helpful. I want to thank you guys for sharing that information. And, and you know, I, I just I want to ask you another question, guys. Why did you come here today? Because you, you came here intentionally today. And I know that recovery is intentional. In, in our phase of development, it has become intentional. It's not accidental. You guys are, you guys are, act without hesitation. Why did you come here today? I'm going to start with you, Kathy. Why did you come here today? So, Bill, I just want to share. This morning, we had yoga, um, and we have the a yoga. Uh, Chrissy Jacobs is our yoga instructor, and I met, didn't mention that we do that twice a week, but we do. But the reason, Chrissy and I were talking about this thing this morning, and I was telling her how exciting it is that people are willing to listen to me for number one thing. <laughs> and, and beyond that, what a great venue to tell people about recovery and about what's going on in their communities. People don't know if we don't tell them. And what an opportunity this, this is. And it's, it was very exciting for me. It's always exciting for me to share a little bit of experience, strength and hope um, that, that can get people connected. So I guess that's why I'm here today. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Debbie, what, can you tell us, why did you come here today? Well, Bill, I, you know, I can never say no to you. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> but, but, you know, I love the opportunity. Any chance I get to talk about our RCO or any recovery topics, because um, we're in the job of... Um, educating people and changing and eliminating stigma. And I want people in the community to know um, that people in recovery can be citizens of the community in high standing and in a high regard that yeah. because of what they were in the past doesn't mean that's what they are now or in the future. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And Tanisha, why, why, did you, why did you come here today, man, other than just being my ride and die partner. Um, I totally agree with Debbie. I mean, I am here because my past doesn't define me. I'm here to 
just show everyone else out there the evidence of recovery, you know, and to to spread our voices, to be able to have, um, you know, recovery messaging spread throughout. So other people who may still be out there in the dark so they can hear about resources and get some hope. Yes, yes. And so speaking of messaging, one of the things that we had an opportunity to do, and I want to shout out to you guys for doing this in the midst of a pandemic, right? Because a lot of people, you know, and it's prudent to be prudent. However, recovery must still go on. And so one of the things that we were able to do in the midst or as a result or response to the pandemic was we created Zoom meetings that, as a matter of fact, we created them on March the 17th was when we launched. And we've had two meetings a day, every day since then, one on Saturdays. And of course, on Sundays, we have to go to another meeting, however, which is outside of that spectrum. But we've had over 400 meetings and, and we provide those to our community. And what a privilege it is, right? Because recovery has to meet people where they are. When they say that, it has to be real. See, because recovery is about truth. Because it's our truth that will set other people free. I think that's really, really important. Shout out to Walton Empowers, Inc., the recovery community organization based out of Monroe, Georgia, that is currently serving the recovery community of Walton County and their surrounding areas. Follow them on Facebook at Walton Empowers INC. So another thing, one of the questions that we had, we had a couple questions come out, come in from the people out there. And, and so I want to ask you guys one of the questions. One of the questions is, what made you come in out of the cold? What was the catalyst for you coming out of the darkness and coming across to into this uh, into this new life and this beautiful life? And so I'm gonna start with you, Kathy. What, why did you come out of the dark? Well, Bill, there's so many things that really prompted me to go into recovery and stay and 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 maintain my sobriety and, and my clean time. And main, I guess I was at a loss at what else to do. I had tried many things. And I had, um, I had, I'm just going to say it, I had failed. Um, when I went into, um, I went to jail and I went to jail the same day and the same time that my son did. And um, my son was an adult and I said, okay, I'm done. That's it. How, what is it going to take? Right. Yes. And geez, that was, that was back in the nineties. And so um, in 2011, that was the last time that was actually when um, I went to jail with Josh and I said, then I need help and everything I've tried has not worked. Um, so let me try to step into something different. And I went into long-term recovery through the accountability courts. And, and that gave me the kind of treatment that I needed. And it gave me the kind of accountability that I needed. And it be, was the beginning of my recovery. And I have been committed to that recovery and connected to it ever since. Yeah. So if I, if I could say to anyone, it doesn't, it's not so much what got me here as what kept me here. Yes. I wanted to get here a lot of times. I tried a lot of times to get here. I was never able to stay here until I really connected in something and I got long-term treatment. That worked for me. Yes. Um, you know, for those that, that can go and just say, hey, I'm going to a meeting and never use again. Well, you're blessed. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, that just wasn't my story. 
Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. And and Tanisha, I want to ask you, what was what was why did you come in out of the dark? What was what was the catalyst for your journey? So I was just thinking, wow, mother's love, right? Because for me, it was that you know I had gotten a DUI before, but getting a DUI with my kids in the car was my catalyst. You know, I just I knew I had to do something different at that point. And, you know, I just, I could not continue to let that be the image that my kids remembered in their minds. So that's what it was for me, just DUI after DUI and then the DUI with my kids in the car and them screaming and those memories that that's all I heard was my kids screaming through blue lights and me not wanting that to be their last memory of, or a repetitive memory, you know, of their mother. You know, I wanted to change that. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so powerful. And Debbie, what was the catalyst for you coming in out of the dog? Well, it's kind of interesting. There seems to be a bit of a theme. Um, because uh, what, what actually made me um, see myself um, in a different light was my son uh, was actually um, MIA. Um, he was having um, drug issues and uh, I hit my knees that day yeah. and I and it was um the end of May in 2019 I hit my knees and I said God how can I help him and he clearly said to me you can't help him until you help yourself mm-hmm. and you know I realize now today that you know uh, in defining it a little bit more I can't help anybody but myself you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. And so it's been an incredible um, journey a- ever since that time. And, um, I, you know, I I decided to just jump in um, both feet and, and, you know, sink or swim kind of thing. And um, I it is something that I never regret. And I just uh, I have to smile and yes. be excited for what the next day is going to going to bring. It's fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I want to thank you, ladies, so much for your transparency. Um, you know, I, I know that one thing about doing this radio show that people say, you say, you sure say thank you a lot. Well, I got news flash for them. I used to never say thank you. So I need to get, <laughs> I need to get some work in, right? But, you know, I think about that for me and my catalyst. And, and so this is a testimony to your, your, your strength and your resilience. I hear family. I hear that overwhelming, that overwhelming theme of family and 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 good motherhood and all that in in your story. That I'm so grateful uh, for. Me, however, my my story was different. People always ask me, well, why, how did you finally change? Why did you come in? And, and I I just have to be honest. It wasn't an epiphany. It wasn't a burning bush moment for me. I came in because I got too old to outrun the police. You know what I mean? I I, just, I couldn't do no more time. Couldn't do no more time. My fight game was the kind of slipping. Every, you know, I started to take L's. You know what I mean? Like, man, you know what? Everybody was the police. They done come up with crime stoppers, the victim witness program. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm done. I can't beat this thing. Uh, yeah, I got tired. Uh, sick and tired. Sick and tired of being sick and tired, sick and tired of me. Every time I left the house with me, we end up in jail. I couldn't figure out how to peel myself away from me. So I figured I had to turn myself in, you know. And, and man, what a miraculous ride it's been. Uh, you know, recovery has afforded me some things that are beyond imagination. 
uh, relationships that are beyond imagination, um, interactions that fuse me forever to people, uh, memories that that just are priceless. You know, I, I'm just you guys, right? And and you know, I, I just it's such an incredible thing. You know, I know that the people out there in Radio Land, once again, shout out to the Stepping Up Initiative. Shout out to Commissioner Williams. Shout out to the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse for the certifications and the ongoing maintenance and support that they give us to not only maintain our certifications, but to create recovery communities and, and do all of these things. Shout out to uh, Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network because of the very same thing. would like to give another shout out to the Arena RCO that serves the Bartow County Recovery Community under their parent organization, Recovery Bartow Inc. You can connect with them both through Facebook or you can visit their website at www.recoverybartow.org. You said something very important it's not just getting in, but it's staying, you know, and, 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 you know, service is a very, very strong component for a lot of our recovery. Um, the ability to serve people unconditionally, um, the ability to become part of creating a more culturally agile society that has all the bells and whistles and it doesn't have the barriers. It doesn't have the the um, some of the biases and, and some of the stigmas, and some of those things. Because one thing about our RCOs, the doors are open to everybody. You know, the, these are not clubs. These are not exclusive. We are inclusive. Um, the doors open. You know what I mean? And, and um, I think that's very important because in our in our when we were in our cups or in our addictions, the doors were closed. And I don't know about y'all. But every door I came to was closed. The only door I could get in was the jail, the hospital occasionally. But when they saw me come to the hospital, they started saying, no, 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 no. You can't come here because no. you're trying to get some pills. <laughs> you're med seeking. You know what I mean? So and, and so when you're sick and you need something different from medicine, you know, you you need information. You need revelation. You need transformation. You need this. And, and, and so, you know, I, it's such a privilege to be here with you ladies today. I want to ask you guys another question because I know the people out there in Radio Land want to know what message do you have for people that are out there, whether it's for the, the people who are out there sick and suffering, whether it's for the people who are supporting the people who are sick and suffering, or, or whether it's for the people that are serving the people who are sick and suffering. What messages do you have? And don't limit your message. We got plenty of time. Kathy, go ahead, Kathy. Yeah. I, I think that, um, and this entails a lot, but I, I just think that if we can serve out a message of hope, um, that people are able to hear us on a more profound way. I I feel really strongly about the fact that when I was out there still struggling in my active addiction, I did not have any hope. I did not know what to do because I was just doing the things that I that I was comfortable doing, the things that I was used to doing. And so I was challenged to look outside of the box. And so if I had have had some idea of what hope looked like, 
for me, I just felt like if I hope I'm going to, I'm going to get my feelings hurt again all over. And I didn't want to get my feelings hurt all over again. So I, I set very few expectations of hope in my life. So when I started developing a little bit of hope, you know, I think that that was when the beginning of my life changing. And, And so if I could just express to people that are out there and you're listening, that are listening to us, that there is hope and that we do recover and gosh, reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. And that's what we as RCOs are designed for. You can walk into this 137 Midland Avenue in Monroe, Georgia, anytime you get ready. You can call me and you can say, hey, can I come at this time? You can do all of that. You can look any. And the thing is that I have to I had to step out of what I was doing and be able to stick my feet into something that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And once I did and got and got through that that fear, then I was able to, you know, walk in hope and walk in faith and understand that people cared about me. I thought nobody cared anything about me unless I had something for them. Yes. And that was a total mistake in my, on, on my part, you know, and even now I hope that I have something for somebody and I don't have to manipulate anybody to get them to give me something because I'm the one that wants to give. And so it's just a given, and it is a give and take thing, Bill, but, but hope I think is the, the key. Okay. Wow. Thank you. And I'm going to be back to you a minute with another question. But before I do that, I want to ask you, Deb, what message do you have for the people out there in Radio Line? Um, That was so good, Kathy. If I were to try to share with somebody that we're in active addiction, I would, I would try to share that there is no change if there is no change. Yes that you are probably feeling like I did, um, that I was destined for this lifestyle and that I, I wasn't worthy of anything else. Um, mm. And that is, couldn't be any further from the truth. Um, and and that's, that, those are just lies that, that um, the enemy wants us to, to believe um, yes. so that we stay in our addiction. And yes. Making that first thought you might not have control over, but the second one you do. Yeah. And the yeah. one, if it's telling you that you need to talk to somebody, then the best thing you will ever do is go talk to somebody, reach out to somebody. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Deb. And to me, someone asked you, what message do you have today for the people out there in Radio Land? My message would be that no one is too far gone. I think that that's probably what keeps people stuck is that they look at people in recovery and they say, well, you know, they're better than me or, you know, I'm too far gone. There's no hope for me. Or even even the family members to think that, you know, that family member is too far gone. But I think if you just give it a try and if you step into the rooms, if you get connected with people in recovery, you'll see it. You will be able to relate to at least someone. 
Yes. You'll be able to hear somebody else's story, see somebody else's um, path that they've gone down, and you'll be able to relate and you'll be able to get that little glimpse of hope. That yes, will the glimmer. Yep. Yes, the okay. glimmer. That's all yes. they get is that little glimpse <laughs> of hope that will keep yes, them coming back. <laughs> yes, sir, the glimmer. That's right. Uh, you know, thank you so much for saying that. So I want to ask you guys one more question. Tell the people out there in the communities how they can support you. What 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 is it that they can do to support you at this point in your development of your RCOs? And we're going to start with you, Kathy. What can they do? What do you do? tell talk to us? So thanks, Bill. I you know what our this community or any community can support um, their RCOs simply by showing up, uh, coming in and, and, and taking advantage of our services. Um, we are free. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't charge anything and offer us to come into your um, facilities to try to teach you about addiction and recovery and to, to do some recreational support with you and the community. And, you know, like, like Debbie was talking about the 5k run, you know, let us work with you to, to assist people in employment and housing, you know, Financially, we have a donate button. You absolutely any any funding that um, you choose to support us in is, is absolutely going to be used to the very very best of the recovery benefit. And um, so it's financial, it's emotional, it's it's community based. All of these supports, um, any pro social thing that you can think of, um, you know, even and even. If you need to go to a doctor's appointment and you don't have, you need help with virtual connection, let us help you with that. And then you can help us. It's a give and take. We're working back and forth with you guys and the people in the community and the the additional RCOs that are accessible to each other. We help each other to help you. Wow. And so, uh, Kathy, do you guys have a website or a a Facebook page or what kind of connectivity do you have? We have both of those things. We are at www.waltonempowersinc. You know, you can reach us through email at waltonempowersinc uh, at gmail.com or a Facebook page. You're welcome to join us and like us on that. Um, we have a lot of followers, people that are connected with us and that are um, getting to know what it is that we do here in Walton County. And, and, and it's about people in recovery, but it's not just about people in recovery. Our whole community is beginning to rally around us. We are seeing um, people coming to us, you know, like to just today, three, three different people. And it's, it's not, it's not saying, Hey, I got this thing going on. It's my love, my beloved, my family member, my, my niece, my nephew, my son, my daughter, you know, it's, it's amazing how this connects with our community and people are seeing it's not just those of us who struggle with this disease it's the families that go along with it it's the community members that are going along with it that are are affected by you know by it both good and and not so tasteful so well thank you so much Kathy and Debbie uh what talk tell the people out there what you guys need or how to get in touch with you guys how to get to you give us some information well, thanks for the opportunity to share that information. Um, money's always a really good thing. Um, yeah. And if you feel led and blessed enough to uh, donate, you can do so at our website. Um, we have a donate button at recoverybarto.org. R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y-B-A-R-T-O-W 
recoverybartow.org. Um, I also have Facebook pages for the Recovery Bartow, um, which is our affiliate, and the Arena RCO, both on Facebook. And um, of course, we always take volunteers um, that want to come in and, and share their story and talk and um, cover the office for an hour or two. Um, you're welcome to do that. Um, but one of the best things you might be able to do, obviously, pray for our organization as we grow, um, because there are always growing pains, no matter what the the situation is. Um, so we have Narcan available. If you know anybody that's in active addiction, if you have a loved one, a family friend, come get some. Um, if you ever have to use that, that might be the beginning for somebody else. And that's what we want to do. We want to provide a beginning for people. Yes, yes, yes. The beginning is definitely preferable to the end. So anything that we got to work, it'll, we'll work it. I'm with you. Uh, so, I, and, and once again, I just want to say to you ladies, I want to say thank you so much. I want to say you thank you so much for taking your time and, and your energy and, and your, 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 your lived experience. And, and, and just your truth, because your truth is soul food for the people out there in Radio Land. And in these times, in these challenging times, not only do we need to eat, but we need to feed people. We need to feed their souls. And, and you know, recovery feeds your soul. Recovery mm -hmm. is soul food, you know. And, and, and just, we all know it because we're in it. And, and we, you know, I just hear everybody out there in Radio Land, there's, these people are talking about we're talking about opportunities. We're talking about opportunities, life-saving opportunities. We're talking about connectivity. We're, we're talking about possibility. We're talking about hope. We're talking about experience. We're talking about strength. We're talking about creating communities that are strong. We're talking about speaking to people in their native language. And, and if you've been talking to them for 20 or 30 or however many years, if it ain't worked yet, let them come and talk to some of us. <laughs> Let them come and talk to some of us. Maybe our native language will work for them jokers, man. Anyway, with that being said, Debbie, Kathy, I want to thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Tanisha, what, you got, what else you got, Tanisha? Well, I would definitely like to invite everybody to connect with Grit and Grace. Also, um, our parent organization, Rockville Stepping Up Initiative, which our new website is rockvillesteppingup.com. And um, of course, all of our social media platforms are under Grit and Grace RCO. So that's on Facebook, Instagram, now Twitter as of January um, of this year. And we're now on YouTube. So you all can follow us on all of those platforms and keep coming back, listening to the show, The Recovery Hour, every Wednesday at 12 noon and on Thursdays at 1. And shout out to Hurricane Maine. I know that I'm going to be on the Hurricane Maine show. I believe it's going to be this Thursday um, or close to that. We'll make sure that we get that message out there. You know, just I want to just thank you. I want to thank everybody out there. I want to thank you for all the good stuff you've done. I want to thank you for the next good thing you're going to do as well. Even if you do it by accident, I want to thank you for it anyway. Anyway, it's been a lovely show. Thank you, ladies. I knew it was going to be awesome. Catch your hair on fire stuff. I knew it. That's why I wore my hair up so it wouldn't catch on fire. Anyway, y'all be blessed, not stressed. And everybody out there in Radio Land, we're going to see you again next Wednesday, 12 noon, to help you get over the hump. Anyway, thank y'all for sharing. Yeah.
Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.